0: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
2: This is Computer Talk with
3: TAB, hosted by Eric Semmel of TAB Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelp at or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric, and I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs at Tab. He comes in, and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online. There's only two lines open so far, so you guys are getting on early this morning, which is great. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC, five two two WTIC. We are also uh, on the Facebook Live over at WTIC's Facebook page. If you want to check out our mugs, uh, feel free to get online there. But uh, so you guys, you know, we when we were last with you. It was last Saturday, and all was right with the computer world. Nothing was wrong. We we sealed, we sealed, resealed the hermetically sealed studios here at uh, TAB Computer Systems in East Hartford and left for the day thinking everything was great. And then Sunday morning, SolarWinds comes out and pretty much is the subject of a massive hack where we hear the Treasury Department and all sorts of agencies have been impacted by some outside force, probably the Russians, of course. They all are going to deny it. But... uh all we start hearing is about all these hacks that are going on and by Wednesday or Thursday we pretty much understand that this company SolarWinds, which is a company that, that other companies use. They use their tools, in this case Orion was part of their tool, tool uh, belt there, it's a technology that they offer, to help manage their computers and networks. Now that's fine, a lot of companies that are called managed services companies use tools like this to manage the network. Uh, because it's a, you know, a network is a monstrosity that has to be quote unquote managed, and they put tools on to help them do it, and then they charge you an arm and a leg, even though the tools doing the work. But we'll go, uh, we'll digress on that later. Um, so SolarWinds' tools is what was used to hack into these companies, where they actually had the bad guy inject code backdoors into the SolarWinds update that was used to manage these systems. Now, if you think about security, would you want your, you know, Bob? You're not going to tell me what type of security uh, you use to guard your house, right, Bob? You wouldn't want somebody to, to say, hey, I'm working for you know AC- ACMAT security, or whatever you want to call yourself, and I'm using this technology to guard your home. You wouldn't be happy if you were listed as a guy who used that technology, would you? On their website? On their website. I don't think so. You know, Bob likes to use yada yada security technology, and, and we're happy to have Bob as a customer.
0: But I do have a sign in front
3: of my house and on my windows. That you use a tool, but you don't tell them what tool. Well, it does say. It well, that's not too smart. Then. All right. Take that sign down, crazy <laughs> man. So Winds <SolarWinds laughs> advertised this on their website, that their tools are used in 425 of the top Fortune 500, all 10 of the top uh, U- uh, U.S. Communication, telecommunications companies, all five branches of the military. Huh. The Pentagon, State Department, NASA, NSA, Postal Service, ah, who cares, NOAA, Department of Justice, uh, and the Office of the President of the United States even uses their SolarWinds tools. Of course, all five top accounting firms, hundreds of universities and colleges, and then they start listing the, the customers. What a great target! They huh? left
0: off the sixth, sixth branch of the go- of the military.
3: Yes, they, they did. Space Force. Space Force. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But they listed, they listed on their website who their customers were. And if you're, you know, you don't really have to be the sharpest tool in the shed to go and figure out, hmm, if I'm a hacker, maybe I should go after this company because it has access to all these companies, three hundred thousand customers. Uh, solar wind's lists as their customers, eighteen thousand of them were impacted by this hack. Now, this was as of Sunday. the news was starting to come out by Wednesday or Thursday. Guess what, folks? You could still download the hacked software from solar site. You could still download the one that was bad. you can't even make it up. they didn't remove it. Uh, Krebs on Security has a great um discussion of all the information here and we'll post these links for you so you can go check out brian krebs does a tremendous job of explaining the SolarWinds hack and what occurred and uh this is this is one of the biggest um hacks out there but again it's one of the examples you know again if you're you're the company and you're leaving the bad software out there even after we all know you have a problem that should give you pause
0: well uh, you know i gotta tell you i think that Solar Winds was more than likely notified before it was made
3: public. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! And they didn't take it down. Oh no! Exactly. <laughs> that's that's why you know I talk about being a little paranoid. I know how the sausage is made, folks. I know who these people are. I know who these IT people are. Trust me. Um, here's another thing that was from my favorite my favorite blog out there in the UK, the 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 Register. The headline. We're not saying this is how Solar Winds was backdoored, but its FTP password leaked on GitHub in plain text was, wait for it, Solar Winds one <laughs> two <laughs> three. So, I mean, this is how they, this is how you can update their server um, with a password called Solar one two three. Nice you, job, Solar Winds.
0: Do you think that that password would have passed the uh, password strength meter?
3: Hey, obviously not. It would obviously have been still not. in the red, I think. Yeah, we'll put some <laughs> links up here, guys, so you guys can better understand. Brian Krebs does a tremendous job, really explaining this. And uh, if you're in the security business, I mean, you know, let's just say you're doing the security for, uh, I don't know, a bank or something like that. Are you going to put that? You've got the the bank security as a client, and here's the security you 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 use to protect that bank. Do you think the bank would be happy to know that you're marketing that solar winds? Man, come on, man. Uh, That's just ridiculous. We'll put a link for you guys to look at, and you know this is this is going to be a problem for a long time. Oh yes, companies like Microsoft were using the technology. Companies like Lockheed Martin were using this technology. Uh, You know we're working so hard on NIST and 800-171 to protect our clients' data, and now they're they're being backdoored by the tools that they put on their systems. That's not good.
0: I wonder uh, what's going on with SolarWind stock price. Right it's dropping. Now.
3: <laughs> Magically, they happened to sell a big chunk of it before the news got out. Hmm, I wonder how that happened. <laughs> don't they have laws against that? I think so. I mean, Martha Martha Stewart would tell you they do. <laughs> so uh, let's let's go on to whatever you got for news, Bob. What do you got?
0: Okay, next one is I, I can't make this up. I know oh, you didn't believe it when we were talking no, off air. No, I okay. don't
3: believe this at all. But he's not. He's lying right.
0: we have a new
3: um,
0: uh, 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 arm of the military because yes. now there was five, and now there's six. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So back in 1947 okay the United States Air Force was spun off because before that it was part of the army so yeah. it was called USAA instead of USAF so it was the US USAAF I meant all right so it was the US Army Air Force all right. but in 1947 they passed legislation under Harry Truman sure. to add it as a separate distinct part of you know our the branch of the military military yeah. so it became the United States Air Force I love it okay now right. The uh, U.S. Space Force, which on the 20th had its first year anniversary, Mm -hmm. okay? Good stuff. And they're going to call them people who are members of the U.S. Space Force. You're not going to believe what he's about to say. They're going to be called Guardians, okay? (laughs) So Vice President Mike Pence announced the U.S. Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) So now we know... U.S. Space Force members uh, will be called guardians going uh, forward.
3: Why do they do that to themselves? U.S.
0: Vice President Mike Pence said Friday his announcement came during a first birthday celebration for the military branch. Yeah, Soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, and guardians, guardians will course. be defending our nation <laughs> for generations to come. <laughs> oh, man. And there's more in the article. It's very good. It's also and know, it's real. Humorous. He's
3: not. You're not kidding, right? You're sure this isn't fake news?
0: Well, you know, they kind of came under uh, fire because of their um, moniker, their logo. Yeah, <laughs> it looked like Star Trek. <laughs> I know. It still does. We talked about it. Yeah, it still
3: does. <laughs> so
0: you know, it is what it is. You know, the government has a lot of. Uh, it's all been done imagine. before, I well, guess. You as know the, what uh, they say about the. Uh, it's yeah. called, uh, what's it? When it like, kind of means the opposite, like military intelligence. Yes, right. Yeah, oxymoron. <laughs> oxymoron. That's yeah. it. Yeah. What a moron. Guardi- <laughs> Guardians
3: of the Galaxy. Oh, boy. I'm sorry, guys. So, I mean, we uh, obviously need a space force. We're actually seeing a lot of stuff in the news about UFOs, but let's not go there. This is not coast <laughs> to coast. This is a whole different show. In other news, um, this shouldn't be so a surprise to you, but it seems to be employees are 85 percent more likely to leak files today versus pre-covid so they did a study uh, code 42's president and ceo did a study on this and uh what's happening is not only are businesses having their employees use their own home computers that their 12 year old was surfing on 20 minutes before he went on and looked at your insurance policy or your financial plan um but they're actually sticking data out on Dropbox and you know things that they might have used for their kids' soccer scores. Now maybe they're moving all your all your personal data uh, as a company, as a client of whichever company you're dealing with, out to these cloudy systems. Heck, maybe they're printing on their home printers information about you as a customer. 85% more likely to leak files. And guess what? When they're using their home computers, people, they are not under any kind of security. That would have been the case had they been using their business computers back in the office. You know, our clients have p- patrol dog technologies that we impl- employ on their systems. So if they, had, if they were in their office, they can't surf to malicious sites. Their email is scrubbed and checked. They have a, the proper antivirus on their system. But when they go home and they use the machine that their 12-year-old was just using for school to do work for you, all those technologies are not there. 85 percent more likely to leak files, much more dangerous out there as far as hacks and issues out there by having people use their home computers.
0: But as far as putting them on these cloud drives like OneDrive, I know, you know, I mean, and and uh, Dropbox, right? These are not encrypted drives, Mm-mm. and th- the biggest one that I see has got to be uh, OneDrive because right. it comes in there and you almost can't get rid of it, right? You don't even it realize it's coming back it every time there's an update, it comes back.
3: Microsoft yeah. wants you to ha- wants their you to put their your data on their stuff so they eventually can charge you for it. Yeah, well.
0: <laughs> if it's not it's good. there and then the employee turns out to be, you know, let's say a malicious employee, not that it ever happens, but they could be taking a lot of uh Stuff with you, and they don't even need to carry it out on a thumb drive or a uh, USB no. drive. They can just put it in the OneDrive box and, you know, hey, I Leave got it. Out it out in the cloud. And t- I'm going to work for your competitor. Yeah. Our <laughs> technology
3: can actually block those things for our customers. So if you're in aerospace, we can actually block those types of drives so that you're not having somebody put, you know, the drawings for an F-35 fighter out on, one, on, on OneDrive or Dropbox um, without your your company knowing it. Um, Eighty-five percent more likely to leak files today versus pre-COVID. This is this is not good. So let's get to your calls. You guys have been nice enough to join us this morning. We're going to go right to uh, uh, Gary in Cheshire first. What's going on, Gary?
4: Hey, I just wanted to thank you guys. Been listening to you for a long time, and I thought it would be interesting to share some of the things you've done for us. Oh, great! And uh, right now, I was just thinking about the fact back in two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. My wife has family around the country, and I was looking for a way to reduce our long-distance costs. Yeah, and that Uma had just come out, mm-hmm. and I signed up for it in January in 2008. Have had no problems. I'm grandfathered for no fees or taxes. I figure I've saved about four thousand dollars, and that's something you guys may not think about. No, we not do. Only do. You make that's us great. more secure. You save us money. Uh, I did the router modem and put open DNS, so saved that fee, reduced my internet speed, and found out that, yes, you are correct. I didn't need the speed that I had back then. It was the highest speed available. Nice. And, you know, YouTube, Google Fly, all these things, I kind of followed your lead, and you guys are doing a great service. I really appreciate that you take the time on a Saturday morning to do this for us and I just want you to remember you're helping a whole lot, bunch of folks that might not otherwise have been helped. So just thank you very much.
3: It's our pleasure and thank you for that nice call. <laughs> we appreciate it. It's a great way to start the show.
4: Yeah. <laughs> All right. And All right. I'll be listening and All right, Gary. Uh, keep up.
3: We will. We will. Thank you, Gary. That was very nice. And thank you, Gary. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're happy to do it. I mean we try to eat our own cat food here uh even in our in our uh daily daily work we we try to do the same thing everything we recommend we actually use and everything i recommend or bob recommends we actually use um and we're not getting paid anything for recommending it <laughs> right. um so we're glad it's worked out and uh yeah i was just talking to my wife about google fi uh we just recently purchased the new pixel 5 phones and i told her i said basically these phones are free because the amount of money we saved by using google fi over the past four or five years, was more than the cost of a new phone. So you know, it's it's really a no brainer. My my phone my monthly phone costs are twenty dollars. Hmm. <laughs> so uh, thank you very much, Gary. Let's go on to uh, Victor in West Hartford next. What's going on, Victor?
4: Hello. Hi. I used to listen to your show all the time, and you used to uh, tell people about a free antivirus. I look back on your archives, which only go back, I think, to September, and I couldn't find it, and I couldn't remember which
3: what it was. We don't recommend free antivirus anymore, Victor. Unfortunately, we can't trust free. You know, in the old days, no, no. I mean, the old days we would recommend you know things like AVG and these companies that are out of the Czech Republic that were offering free antivirus, and it just if you really want to secure your system you really should pay for it Um in the microsoft uh... defender which quote unquote comes with the system free would not make any sense to me it's like the fox guarding the henhouse so i wouldn't use their tool i would use a different tool and what we generally recommend is Webroot. it's what we use for our business clients um, yes, I am doing a solar winds and telling you that we use Webroot for antivirus for our business clients. Um, however, there's many other layers of technologies that we use as well to protect them, not just one. But for your home use, Webroot would work well too. Don't use the free stuff. It's it's the reason it's okay. free is is you're the commodity. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're welcome, Victor. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. All right, moving through the calls here. We're going to go to Sandy in West Hartford next. What's going on, Sandy?
5: Yes, hi. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. Um, I have two quick questions. One is, I got a notice um, saying that Flash Drive should be uninstalled in my computer. I didn't even know I had it, but I guess I do. Mm-hmm. And um, the other question is, my my router um, is connected to a desktop computer that really is old and. Um, we don't really use it. We use our um, laptops. Now I'm thinking, but my router is hooked into that desktop. So if I don't use the desktop, what do I hook the router and, and modem into?
3: So the router and modem can stand alone. Oh. Um, and you can just use, you know, the desktop doesn't have to have it. It it doesn't do anything with the desktop connected.
5: Because so. it's plugged in, the router and the modem are plugged into my desktop, Right.
3: It is, but that's not the direction that we care about. We care about going from the Internet to the modem to the router, not desktop to router to modem. Maybe you're thinking of it backwards.
5: So I can can undo the connection to the desktop, which I don't use, and just plug it into the wall.
3: Plug what into the wall? The modem. No. No. <laughs> See so, not so easy, right? Well, the modem should be plugged into the wall already with power.
5: Right, it is. Yeah. And
3: then from the modem it should go to the router, the WAN port on the router, which obviously is there. Okay. And then from there you have a you have a cat five drop going to your PC, correct? That little that little cat five wire into your router? Is that what you're saying?
5: Um I didn't know that's what I was saying. Now, all I know is the way it's set up now, obviously, is it, it, it's directly connected into my desktop. So right.
0: if you unplug the cable that's going from the router to your desktop, right. it's not going to have any impact on your uh, Internet. So right. don't touch any of the other wires. Right. Okay.
3: Just so. the one that's going from the computer, which looks like a big, fat phone cable. Yes. All right. So, yeah, you disconnect that from both sides, the one from the router and the one from the PC, or one of them. Yep. You won't affect anything else.
0: So your router should have either anywhere from two to uh, six ports on the back, typically, or five usually. And one of them will be marked WAN, and that's the one that your internet comes in on. Right. And then there should be, on uh, a lot of them will have four additional ports or more that say LAN, and you know, it'll kind of all be tied together, and it'll be marked one, two, three, four, et cetera. Mm-hmm. so it's the ones that's in the LAN portion under 1, 2, 3, or 4 that you can disconnect safely.
3: Right. LAN stands for Local Area Network, which is your home. WAN starts, stands for Wide Area Network, which is how you connect to the interwebs.
5: Okay. See how this is a little bit confusing, actually, if you don't really know what you're doing.
3: Well, exactly, <laughs> and that's why we have the solar wind hack. Exactly. You've said it all in a mouthful it is a little bit confusing
5: yeah it is a little confusing um, okay but I, I got it now and the other reason why they this, they want you to uninstall the flash drive reader or whatever it is is it doesn't it doesn't work anymore or I don't even know what it does
3: yeah it's been deprecated it's one of the worst uh it was one of the worst vectors for hacking people was using flash to embed bad stuff into your computer, so they finally have deprecated it. Okay. It,
0: was, it was a great tool for honest people. <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> yes. Bad guys also used it pretty well. I,
5: I got it. Okay, well, thank you guys for everything you do. I agree with uh, Gary, the previous caller. You've thank you. Really, you're amazing.
3: Well, it's our pleasure to do it, and we appreciate it very much. Thank, Thank you, you very so much. much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. All right, guys, we're going to step out for a quick break. Feel free to get online, eight hundred nine six six 966 wtic 522-WTIC. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We have one line open for you, eight hundred nine six six wtic 522-WTIC. Everything we've talked about so far has been posted over at, uh, at ComputerTalkWithTab.com. And if, if you follow us on Facebook over at Tab Computer Systems, it might get into your newsfeed if Zuckerberg deems it worthy. Let's go right to your calls. You're nice enough to join us on this very cold Saturday morning. Going to Frank in Portland. What's going on, Frank?
2: Good morning. Uh, First of all, thank you very much for your show. Our pleasure. And uh, what I'm calling about is I have a Windows 8.1 that I'm working on. And uh, this day I browsed to a a big box store, found an item, put it in the shopping cart, went to purchase it, and then there was a um, spot to click on about uh, if you choose not to have your information shared. I clicked on that and then asked if I was a California resident, and I clicked no. Um, At that point, the the screen zoomed to about 500%, uh, zoomed in about 500%, which was useless. So I brought it back to 90%. And when I did that, a window popped up, and it looked like it was flashing through places I had previously browsed. And these uh, different sites kept popping up. Um, And also, every once in a while, the on-screen keyboard would pop up, and it sounded like somebody was typing on it. What? Um, that went for a few seconds, and then it stopped at a Vanguard site, uh, the home page. And then it looked like it went through a few um, pages in the Vanguard, came up with some kind of a form to fill out. And I, at that point, I um, um, went into the task manager to see if I could see anything there. Yeah. And I, I didn't see anything uh, unusual, although there's a lot of stuff there I don't really recognize. Right. Um, at that point, I shut the PC down and restarted it. Mm-hmm. I have Web root, so I did a scan. It yeah. found nothing. Right. Um, I downloaded uh, malware bytes and did a scan, and it found nothing
0: mm-hmm.
2: at that point. I went back and I did a, uh, a restore um, and the restore didn 't complete it said uh, it might be a conflict with antivirus. so I took the malware bytes off, did another restore to a, an earlier point. Yeah. That worked. Um, I rebooted the machine. And um, everything seemed to be working okay, and it sat there for about five minutes, and then (laughs) on the right-hand side of the screen, it would look like translucent bubbles start flowing from the bottom to the top of the screen, and then that um, on-screen keyboard popped up again. Um, I canceled out of the on-screen keyboard, and ever since then, everything seems to be working okay, Um, but I don't trust. That uh, the PC doesn't have some malware on it, and just wondering what else I can do hmm. to uh, ensure that the PC is clean.
3: Yeah, so I agree with you. Something funky's going on. The translucent bubbles, believe it or not, are just a screensaver. Those are not unusual. You can huh. you can choose that. Um, I mean, I've seen it on other computers, right? Bob? Yeah,
0: generally after a certain number, of, uh, a certain period of time. That'll, uh, it just puts that up to save your screen. That means you haven't been active for maybe uh, a few minutes.
3: Yeah. Right.
2: I've, I've never seen that though um, on this machine before.
3: No, I think the hackers like the bubbles. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> so clearly something's going on with your system. Um, are you running OpenDNS? Yes. Okay. So at, again, anything is not 100%. So that reaction after you clicked on that basket and tried to, to do your thing could have been some sort of injected code. There's tons of uh issues with websites that have been have been hijacked by these purchasing apps that kind of get in between. Oops, Get in between of uh between you and the uh big box or whatever store you're trying to buy from and they try mm-hmm. to they try to take that over. So you may want to reach out to the to the store you were trying to purchase from. Okay. And tell them what happened. So how
0: old is your PC?
3: Uh 7 years old.
0: Yeah. yeah, and you're running 8.1,
3: yes. which is
0: no longer supported. So.
3: That is true, but he's still got good security. I think something did happen, Frank. I just couldn't tell you what, because everything yeah. you've yeah. described does sound kind of fishy.
2: Now, um, um, I had clicked on a different site earlier. It was one of those, you know, searching for a product. And sometimes um, what will happen when you do that is it shows, like, pictures across the, the screen. and It will give you, like, different places to go. I clicked yeah. on one of those. I don't know what that was. I think that was. I was looking for a certain kind of batteries, and it was like maybe batteries um, direct or something like that. Yeah. Um, is it possible that something came from there and it just happened to show up when I was in the big box store? Or oh, it, sure. Probably when I clicked on that.
0: Do you have a Vanguard account?
2: Uh, I do, but I've never logged onto it through this machine. This is a general browsing machine. I've looked at uh, some information, general information, on Vanguard. So I have mm-hmm. browsed there, but I've never logged on through there, yeah. through the PC. I and
3: mean, to answer your question, that's why we recommend OpenDNS to try to make sure you're going to surf safely. But again, not, nothing's 100%. And when you do click on pictures and things that just show up based on browsing, you have no idea. Kind of think about it. Where have they been? You, you want to almost surf with a point of view that wherever you're going is icky. Period. Just assume it's all icky, right? If you assume it's all icky, you're going to have less, less, you're less apt to just click away. And you really want to focus your searches within legitimate sites. Don't just assume wherever, whatever is being displayed to you. I mean, heck, it's Google. We're finding out they're pretty icky as well. Um, You know, don't just assume whatever they're delivering to you is safe. Um, They may not realize it's not safe, obviously, and they're just using algorithms to show you this stuff. So, Mm I would say it could have. You could have something that occurred at any time. I would maybe tell you to uninstall your browser completely. Okay. Um, Malwarebytes has got nothing, but it doesn't mean you don't have a browser hijack of some kind. There's a lot of uh, browser helper objects that have been found to be malicious too. Uh, that could be on your your. Is it Chrome or Firefox that you're using? Firefox. Yeah. So there could be a a browser helper object there that is that is malicious that you loaded without even realizing it when you clicked on something within. You're surfing, but I do think there is something funky going on there that I would still tell you that you should be careful. Um, you know, you've done everything you went back to a a prior time uh, when you did your restore. I would completely uninstall Firefox. Uh, Maybe just use Chrome for a while, or use a different browser if you want to be more secure. Like, doesn't DuckDuckGo have its own browser? No, it doesn't have its own browser. No, no, it's its its own search engine. Yeah, um, but try a different browser. I think, but something definitely. I think, messed around with your system a bit. But I couldn't tell you what, because the tools you used said nothing. Okay. And I couldn't give you a better tool to check.
2: Now, since this hasn't happened again, yeah. uh, I'm still thinking there's something on And I could go to another browser, and that malware could still be lying in wait somewhere or doing something.
3: Only uh, if it's an, So if it's a browser helper of some kind within Firefox, no, because it wouldn't be on the Chrome okay. browser. So that's why I'm saying try to use a different browser, just to see if you get a nice, stable resp- uh, experience.
2: Okay. I was concerned I might have to do like a wipe and reload. And since this machine is so old, that would probably take forever, correct?
3: Ah, uh, it's all relative in geek terms. Forever. <laughs> How long <laughs> is forever when it comes to playing with your computer, <laughs> really? Uh, you know, we love it so much. No, I couldn't. I, I don't think you should spend too much time on that okay. uh, to that level, wipe and reloading. But I do think something happened, and then I could, can't tell you what, and I don't have another tool you can try. Unless, Bob, you have another tool you could try? No. Uh-uh. Those, are, those are the tools
0: my no. recommendation at this point would be if i'm suspicious is a wipe and
3: reload <laughs> so he's no. going all the way yeah no, if we, you
0: we, get a root kit you know there's the only way to get rid of a root kit is wipe and reload
3: if it's there okay. malwarebytes should see it though so it's, it's hard for me to say for sure because you, you're, both of your tools said nothing
2: okay if it was something that was serious enough to do a wipe and reload uh, I do do data backups, but is there any other kind of backup, on, like an image copy or something that I could do, so I wouldn't have to go like all the way back to the uh, original?
3: Well, um, see, so here's the problem: if the image you back up has the actual rootkit, you're just going to put it right back on.
2: Right, but I mean, for instance, when this happened, like if I had, because you could do like more multiples of those, right? Those types of uh, yes,
3: yeah, so you can go for you can do an image that you have an image of your system today an image of your system tomorrow and the next day. The problem is you don't have an image of your system before it was before it was compromised.
2: No, I mean if I had been doing that.
3: Yes, then you could go back to a time before it was compromised. But when was it compromised? You don't know exactly.
2: Yeah, that's true.
3: But you have the right tools in place. So I'm thinking it's not as bad as it sounded. Okay. Um, and, and just trying a different browser and seeing how that goes might be okay. You have the other technologies in place. It's not like you're going to go ahead and load credentials on this thing. You're not using it for banking, it sounded like. You're not using it for important things. You're just buying stuff with it. If, right. if somebody compromises your credit card, who cares? Right? And then that's protectable. If they compromise your debit card, which you shouldn't be using online anyways, right. then that's on you. Yeah. But um, credit card purchases are you're you're not responsible for anything that somebody else does.
2: So with the image copy sort of thing, you would not recommend doing that or you would recommend doing that like go If you were clean
3: if yeah, you were clean, right.
2: for, for sure. Clean, you know, assuming I have other machines that are clean. Right. Uh, what product
3: would you... Acronis is a, is a popular one for, for home use. That offers a image-based approach. And, of course, every, every technology we use for our business clients is all image-based. Okay. So we do the and same that, thing.
2: And that's just the software itself on the machine, not the data?
3: No, it'll um, be the whole image of the system. So it'll be the, everything. Okay. The, as it looks, it's going to be... You know, Frank's computer as of the day it does it, and then that way you can take that image and plop it on a different disparate piece of hardware, which is kind of nice. Um, so you can do that, but you just don't know when it was bad, <laughs> when right. your problem occurred.
2: Right, but I'm just thinking going forward in other machines just to have that kind of a historical backup to be able to fall back to something.
3: Yep, yep, yep. It makes sense. One
2: other quick question,
3: hopefully. Uh, i got to take a break if you want to hold, you can. Sure. All right, we'll put you back on hold. Joe will do that back in the studio, and we'll get back to your calls. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock, so feel free to get online. All the lines are jammed up. You guys are joining us early this morning, which is great. Let's go right back to Frank in Portland. You still there, Frank?
2: Yes, i um... The other question I had is about uh, my router. I have a uh, Netgear R7000. It's about a year old, mm-hmm. and uh, I've got it set up to do the uh, automatic uh, updates to the software. Yep. But it looks like that software really hasn't uh, changed in the time that I've uh, had it there. And I was wondering, um, this, uh, I think there are newer updates uh, to that software. Should I do a, try to do a manual update, or if it you can. don't fix it, or?
3: Well, no, you can. You want to always be up-to-date on your on your firewall's iOS because that's, again, a, a vector that the bad guys use to try to get into our systems. So I'm surprised it's not updating automatically. So you should you can do a check to see if the firmware is not up-to-date. And if it isn't, yes, do an update. It's worth it. Um, and the other thing, too, I wanted to bring up, uh, Mike G had a note here that you can also try a product called Hitman Pro um, to see if there's anything on that browser. Um I trust anything Mike G. recommends as a, as a thought. He's the guy that posted the stuff on our our site for us. And I've never used that tool, but if he says okay. it's worth checking out, he'll put a link up there on computertalkwithtab.com. Okay. And uh, it might be something worth running to see if you've got any kind of key loggers or Trojans or anything on there that it detects.
2: Um, I will do that.
3: Very good. All right, Frank.
2: Uh, you're kind of fading here.
3: All right, you all set?
2: Yeah, <laughs> I am. Uh, thank you again very much. I uh, appreciate your show.
3: Our our pleasure. Good luck. Take care. Alright, bye bye. All right, let's move on to who do we got next? Is it Seth in Bloomfield? What's going on, Seth?
1: Good morning, guys. Happy holidays. You too. Listen, I got two quick questions, maybe three quick questions for you. All right. All right. Um I'm looking for a laptop and I'm wondering, you know, am I gonna see a difference in price between an I three and an I five? Yes. Yeah? You better. Okay.
3: I3 I is you know, barely a laptop.
1: Web browsing and banking and things like that. Uh,
3: I wouldn't do both on the same computer, but if you had no, to. No, no,
1: no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I got you, I got gotcha, you, I got gotcha, you I gotcha on that. i5,
3: five. i5 five would be the minimum. i3 is barely a laptop.
1: I got gotcha. you. Okay, next question. Uh, you guys have talked me into a pro mail over the weeks. How'd you like and... it? And... I'm looking at they're all, got this Christmas, you know offerings for Christmas and stuff. Is there any value to to buying into it? You know they have a plus program for four dollars a month. Is there any value to that, or should I just stay with the free stuff? Because only always if,
3: good. yeah free <laughs> free is always good. Only if the additional is uh, the offerings are there for you that you want. Uh, I'd have to go review again the offering to see what the difference was. But if well, you're if happy, really with
1: the difference you know is it says custom filters, auto responder. Mm-hmm. Um, those those are the two dip, big differences. I, I, I do not even know what catch all email is, um, so so that's not even included in that. But it's four dollars a month. Yeah. And I'm really kind of debating on whether it's worth it or not. Or, or, or like I said, free is always good.
3: Free is good. However, so I'm looking at it. So your storage for your free is only 500 megabytes. With uh, the next level up, it's five gigs. Um, you get 150 messages per day on free. You get a thousand on Plus. If you're getting a thousand email messages, God bless you. Um, I'm, I'm not
1: even close. No.
3: Yeah. But the uh, folders
1: is nice. I, I, I'm limited on only three folders with the free one, and I have a lot more than three folders that I use.
3: Email filters are good. So right now you don't get any email filtering on the free one. Now email filters are going to allow to block spam, block malware. Block malicious site, malicious uh, email. I would tell you that's always worth it having email filters in place um, to protect you. So it would be worth it there. An autoresponder, I would have to see what that means. Um, I, w- I would think it has to do with an um, out of office style ability to configure your email to respond when you're not going to read your mail, which for most personal messages is not really worth it. Um, okay. But the email yeah. filters might be.
1: I'm going to buy a new laptop and I'm going to say I'm going to use it exclusively for banking. Would Proton Mail be my best bet to keep on that computer to use for that use?
3: Oh, yeah. Proton is a very, very secure messaging system. Okay. So it would would work.
1: Next question A Ryzen processor versus an Intel
3: processor. Yeah. AMD versus Intel? Intel well so it's not fair for a comparison for us like I mentioned last week we're an Intel gold provider here at tab my experience in my entire 31 year career of computers so far has pretty much been Intel so I can't with any I can't give you any real feedback on any experiences with AMD um, but they are tremendous processors I and mean, it's great to have comp- competition so I would look at third-party comparisons and I think we put a link up last week Okay on um, that for you to take a look at i would stick with intel in all of my years i think we've had two processors have an issue and that's over being a gold provider for years and years and years that's a lot of processors we go through
1: um, well it's so. the same thing like having a car i was a toyota guy for years and years and yeah. i switched to the subaru you know
3: Yeah, super so is it, great
1: it's sort of kind of like the same thing
3: yeah, i agree you, know? you know, stick with what you know and i really yeah. couldn't speak to the other one because i haven't yeah. driven an amd
1: and then last question. What were you mentioning about Google phone? I I was listening bits and pieces of it and I didn't get it
3: all. So Google has a product called Google Fi. Google Fi. Google Fi. Yep, Google Fi. And so basically you can get an unlocked phone or many of the phones that are out there will support Google Fi where you can actually pay for the data you use. So most quote unquote unlimited cell phone plans are hoping you just crank up the uh, data, right? They they just have you keep your your spigot running on your phone. How, you know, if Facebook's updating while you're driving. You don't care, but you have it running. And these these cell phone companies are charging you 45, 50 bucks a month for these quote unquote unlimited data plans. Well, if you just turned on your data saver, and and stopped your your apps from updating constantly while you weren't looking at them, anyways. So that they would only update while you were in a Wi-Fi bubble, because guess what? We're almost always in a Wi-Fi bubble. You don't need it to update via cellular. You will gr- drastically reduce your cost of cell, which is what I found with Google Fi. My cell bill is twenty-one dollars a month on average, twenty-one bucks. I'm a geek. Now I'm not right. like my kids, who you know will be out there trying to trying to surf while they're you know mobile. But it's pretty rare, even for my kids. So they're all on Google Fi, and they pay the same twenty-dollar. They pay their bill themselves. And
1: where, do you, where, do you, where is this data saver?
3: On your on most phones, you can you configure your 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 phone to to turn on data saving by default, and then you can go to each app in most phones and turn off background data. Background data is like jiggling. Turning that off is like jiggling the handle on your on a toilet that's running. Right. You stop uh, that. You stop that data from flowing out of your phone, cranking up your bill. And okay, that's why you think you need to, it.
1: How to, how to get to that on my phone.
3: Right, would well, you have an Android or an Apple?
1: Android.
3: Yeah, uh, it's right in the top. Uh, you drag down the top little bar there. What version of Android is it? I have no idea. That's okay. You drag down your thumb, you're going to see like the Wi-Fi, the Bluetooth, the flashlight, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and if you if you slide it to the right, you should see data saver um, as an option. And you just click it on and it's going to it'll it'll definitely slow your data usage. Okay. And, very good. All right, sir. I appreciate it. Have a good holiday, guys. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So we're going to be here till 11 o'clock today. Feel free to get online, eight hundred nine six six wtic 522-WTIC, and we will do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Everything we've talked about is posted live by Mike G uh, over at ComputerTalkWithTab.com. It's the name of the show, .com, which also works. If you follow us on Facebook and like Tab Computer Systems, it'll get into your newsfeed. Hey, don't forget the podcasts. Uh, if you guys like the show and you just kind of miss it during this actual time frame you can podcast computer talk with tab and you can subscribe to it and it'll show up on your phone you can listen to us anytime um day or night whenever you want over at radio.com it's pretty cool and most um third party podcast providers will offer you the ability to subscribe we'll be right back